Eight minutes it is before 8 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro with myself, Ayabong Akhtar. It's our wrap of the top business stories of the day. And joining me uh, to take a look at some of these stories that have uh, moved markets on this Thursday, I'm joined by uh, Bright Kumalo uh, from Vestact Asset Management, where he is a portfolio manager and an analyst. Um, Bulaz, good evening to you, my brother. Bonjour. It's good to be here. Thank you very much, man. And uh, just uh, maybe to kick it off, I guess uh, much of uh, of uh, all of the movements that have been happening in the markets have been on the back of COVID-19. Well, what do you make of, uh, I guess, the sort of yo-yo-like movements of the markets over the course of the last few days or so? And uh, uh, has the response been, I guess, in similar vein today? Have we seen a reversal of uh, some of the movements that we saw uh, on Wednesday? Yes, I mean, uh, it's been, we've seen some of the wildest swings in the past, uh, three weeks, uh, you know, since the, the, the peaks of the market on the 22nd of February of this year. And then obviously the first couple of major cases of the COVID-19 were reported in places like, um, you know, Iran, um, in Europe, you know, Germany and Italy. And, you know, then it became uh, a serious thing where government started looking um, at this, as a, you know, as a potential threat to, you know, going forward. And actually, you know, a potential threat to the global economy. And it actually has been. And, you know, for example, the 16th of March, we saw some of the, the worst single day for the Dow, uh, mm. where it tanked about 12.9%. This was worse, you know, worse than the famous Black Monday of 1987, you know. Um, and it was worse than, you know, all the worst days of... Um, and the Great Depression in 1929. So, and it was the fourth, you know, worst day ever. So it's it's one of those weird things. And then on the 24th of March, which was uh, on Tuesday, we saw one of the largest day or the fourth largest day ever recorded for that market uh, since the beginning of the Dow and being tracked. So it's insane. And obviously that was the, on the back of the, you know, Senate coming to an agreement for the $2 trillion you know, stimulus package for the U.S. economy, which mm. sets a precedent for the rest of the world, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. that uh, we're going to need this helicopter money in this period. Funny enough, there hasn't been much said about, you know, supporting doctors and scientists in this, you know, time of struggle. Do mm. you mean as in by way of investments into, uh, you know, R&D and uh, some of their own work to try and find a vaccine? Is that what you mean? Well, that's the one leg, but I mean, like, you know, inviting retired doctors, et cetera, et cetera, giving them the resources needed to, you know, be active in this time of need. Yeah, yeah, certainly a tough yeah. one. And talking about this time of need, uh, what's happening at SA Express? I mean, it seems that they've gone for broke here yeah, and uh, out of cash uh, to the point now where they might have to be uh, one of those queuing at the UIF to get some of the relief. I mean, you know, uh, we were talking here uh, on Metro FM and last year in November uh, when, uh, you know, the man uh, that rhymes with Shasha or David rhyme with Shasha is the first man that comes in your mind and I say, Sha, Sha. Uh, why, why are you so afraid to speak about the dawn of Mahuba's Cliff? Eh? Why, why are you afraid? Exactly, the dawn of Yes, he said no to actually funding, um, the, you know, the, the, the state-owned airline in November. Mm. Remember when they said they needed about just over 250 million rands. And, you know, about three weeks later, they got the funding they wanted. Obviously, they ran out of that in, what, two months, three months? And then they're back, you know, asking for more. And obviously, uh, things are much dire, you know, for the general economy. You know, so there's yeah. definitely no money for them um, because of the COVID-19. Bulaz, you know, because there's bigger issues. Will SAA and some of its subsidiaries survive COVID-19? 
Uh, I mean, will they make it beyond COVID-19? We know the global Look, aviation sector is in a tight squeeze just across the board. We've seen some yeah, players, I, I mean, you know. Yeah, uh, I look at, yeah. look at aviation as a whole. Uh, that market on average across all markets is down like, you know, at least 45%, mm. okay? Delta Airlines, you know, some of those airlines that Warren Buffett bought because they're sitting on a lot of cash. They've seen their business go to zero overnight. SAA had problems way before that. SAA had problems when I was 15. <laughs> and they still have problems today. They were holding on a thread. You can imagine how bad things are in the SAA. Uh, so to say they're going to make this uh, pandemic era, it's a very easy one. It's a definite no. Mm, 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 mm. Take a lot. Uh, we all know yeah. them. They're the guys who are knocking our doors, deliver uh, things. And, uh, yeah, it seems they're going to stay open during the lockdown with some restrictions. But what's happening there? I mean, uh, are they just going to be delivering uh, what are seen as essential supplies and little else? Yes, yeah, essential supplies. Because well, at first I was kind of, you know, excited to say, uh, well, to hear the news, kind of like I was uh, thinking Uber Eats was going to be open. But it's actually just essential items. They're focusing the supply chain, which makes sense. Um, you know, the fulfillment towards things that are essential. You know, TP and all those things that we see, we saw people panic buy, uh, which was bad for, for the rest of the people that didn't go panic buying. Um, it, it, it makes sense. And also by limiting, you know, the amount of people out in the road traveling, you know, to fulfill that supply chain, you know, uh, from the, the point of contact where you, you know, press order to, to, to receiving it in your gates, uh, the, the less people out there, the better. So it makes mm. sense that we only focus on things that are necessities, yeah. uh, needs, and, you know, the, the rest will find after 21 what, what, days. What kind of necessities would you buy, Bulazi, on, on Take A Lot? I mean, what kind of necessities would you want to buy? Or uh, what essential like supplies would Take A Lot deliver? I would buy, um, you know, uh, toiletries. Uh, like I said, TP is definitely one of them up there. I didn't get detergent, um, all of the things that you need in your house immediately, you know, um, that you use day to day, like cleaning stuff, etc. Um, that's the, the first thing that comes to mind. And Bulazi, I mean, just... You know, I guess th- there's another dimension to this. If we consider that uh, a lot of these transactions are happening online, that's uh, probably the place where uh, many cyber criminals uh, would be uh, looking for their next prey, right? That's where they'd be looking for the next person uh, they want to scam. We've seen uh, from one of the payment uh, entities, one of the fintech players there, they said 35 to 40% up uh, since the president announced the national state of uh, disaster. Uh, and it seems that there's also been an unprecedented spike in cyber attacks on the back of all of the uncertainty uh, associated with COVID-19. How do people make sure that they protect themselves? Well, so basically, the first thing that has happened is that uh, we became vulnerable as a country, uh, you know, to cyber attacks as soon as we, uh, the, the, the president declared that state of disaster on the 15th of March. Um, and obviously, devices, um, you know, um, you know, all these payrolls that are, are vulnerable, they're going to be first targets. And we're talking about devices. You know, a lot of people use, you know, open source software for their cell phones, for example. Those, you know, they, we've seen a spike of over tenfold, you know, like you add a zero. There used to be about uh, 30,000 targets a day, um, you know, on, on a normal day before this. But now, after the announcement, we're seeing 310 thousand of those devices are being you know targeted um for 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 um 
cyber so cyber security, you know, cyber crimes. Uh, the, the best way to to protect yourself is to you know stick to you know doing things online. But um, for example, I'll, I'll use your bank for example. They've got options where you can choose uh, a virtual card, for example, that you use only on this specific online shop. So it would be very unique. So you don't, you're not putting all of your banking details mm, out there. You sure. just have this virtual card which is specific for that shop. And if it does get compromised, only shopping can be done in those sites. Yeah. Those sites, usually they also have, you know, three-factor authentication. So if it's not you trying to buy on that site, it's not going to let them. So that's the good sure. news. So you want to use measures like that to protect yourself. Okay. And just be skeptical uh, before clicking on any website. Yeah, man, all of these, you know, phishing sites. That, Yes, yes, it has like a lock, a locked, you know, padlock at the top left there, and it says HTTPS, mm. which means it's a secured site. All these little things uh, that you learned, you know, uh, uh, when you're in university, uh, in your IT class. <laughs> Ayesh, <laughs> you man, I was about in good, I was in good at that information systems class. Not at <laughs> all. But, Bulaza, <laughs> before I let you go, uh, many of us would have expected a lot from the banks. They've been given the green light by the competition authorities. Uh, to put their heads together and try and find a uh, some form of a relief package for consumers and businesses alike. Uh, and I must say, I mean, I, it was a very lukewarm statement that came from the Banking Association saying, well, if you want to, you know, uh, relieve yourself of some uh, distress space, you might find yourself and communicate with your bank rather than actually saying as an industry, uh, you know, we're going to extend some payment holiday or even... Uh, anything else that would uh, give us some relief from our credit obligations month to month. What do you make of the statement? You know, um, in South Africa, the, you, you talk about Barca, they were given the option to say no. So they gave us a tentative no, essentially. Uh, because in other countries like Rwanda and Uganda, the, 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 the president came out and said, don't expect any rent for three months from anyone. And alternatively, the banks are not going to be expecting mm. any payments back from you. So, you know, then it balances out. Sure, sure. Um, whereas here in South Africa, we're just saying like, you know, if you're a nice guy, be a nice guy. But it doesn't make sense in an oligopoly mm. for the nice guy to be a nice guy. Because the nice guy becomes the person that actually loses the most business. Yeah, but we wanted all of them to sing on the same song sheet. Exactly, yes. Instead exactly. of uh, the but one going out and saying, yeah, me, I'm giving three months. Uh, you, you see, like yeah. then in that case, you need to be a little bit more decisive. You sure, need to be more sure. uh, transparent. You need to be more, you know, punchy in your words to say, in mm. this period, you will not be collecting X, Y, Z. Okay. Then, then, then it sets a precedent. You know, you, okay, sure. this is said. We can't really do much. We'll sit at home. You know. Okay. And then they'll reply about with service levels, etc., etc. Yes, yes, yes. Mbulaza, we'll have to leave it there, my brother. Uh, Situation in flux, as you would imagine, and uh, I can already see uh, the defense minister there addressing some of our folks in the media. So we'll have to leave it there. Always a pleasure catching up with you, and thank you very much for your time. Thank you, thank you, Mbulaza. Awesome stuff. That there was Bright Kumalo, uh, analyst and uh, uh, investment manager at uh, Vestact Asset Management, speaking to us this evening for our wrap of the top business stories.